Welcome to episode two of Design Curious Podcast. Today, I have a great interview with Kelly Tivy of Kelly Tivy Interiors out of Pleasanton, California. She has been in the industry for over 35 years and has a lot of great experience and insight on how a designer can get started on their own and what kind of experience they should have. And we explore her path into interior design and kind of talk about five ways to be successful as an interior designer. And we've got that outlined for you in the show notes, as well as in this conversation. So sit back and relax and enjoy this great conversation with Kelly. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Well, hi, Kelly. Thank you for joining us on Design Curious today. Hi, Rebecca. Good to see your face. Thanks. You too. And um, why don't you tell our audience where you are working out of? I'm working out of my office here in uh, Pleasanton, California, just uh, about an hour and a half away, I believe, from where you are. Great. Yeah. And what's the name of your company? Kelly Tibby Interior Design. Wonderful. Well, I would love to know how you got into interior design. Was it a traditional path or in something you always knew you wanted to do, or did it come later in life? Um, I was at beginning college, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'd gone through like two years of basic at a community college, and I, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I spent the next quarter taking classes in a lot of different random things mm-hmm. like travel and tourism and oh, um, interior fun. design that kind of a thing and mm-hmm. I loved interior design and then the next quarter I was just fully enrolled in interior design and oh okay that's the history did you have any indicators as you were growing up or as a young person that you are creatively bent or that you wanted to do design or did it just kind of come later in college it's really came later. I never thought of doing something in a creative field because I couldn't draw. Mm-hmm. So I just figured, well, I'm incapable of doing anything. I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can do wonders with a straight edge. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I fell in love with the solving problems through space okay. and mm-hmm. creating feeling through color or texture or light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's really fun. So that first design class that you took, you just kind of a light bulb went on all of a sudden you're like, this is what I want to do for yeah, the rest of my life. It was. And I learned during that first class, what some of the upcoming classes were, what the curriculum was like. And I thought, oh, well, well that sounds great. Or that sounds fascinating. Or, mm-hmm. Ooh, I can't wait to do that. And, uh, you know, enrolled full time in that. And so then I got a two year degree 
an interior design. So I had an associate's degree. Okay. And I got a job at a retail store. It was Ethan Allen and I Mm -hmm. worked there for a long time. And I think that uh, depending on your, your path, for me, that was a really good learning experience. I mean, I was 21, I think, when I was first hired and um, very much a doormat, you know, not, would never have said boo to anybody at that time. And so Mm -hmm. I had a lot of growing up to do in terms of managing clients and and people. And I learned a lot through that process Mm -hmm. and just socially um, relating to different personalities. And then the most important thing, sales and how to sell because in our business we have to sell everything we have to sell the discovery call we have to mm-hmm. sell the consultation we have to sell you and your process it, everything is selling it yeah before you even get to here's the sofa yeah <laughs> you've had to and it's providing people with information that they find important to mm-hmm. them that's kind of where personalities come in mm-hmm. how people think and just leading them according to the way they want to be led and providing the right information so that they can make an informed decision. And it sounds easy, but it's not, as yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, I, but I sort of grew up in the retail design world. I came away with some wonderful skills and, you know, been able to take that wonderful foundation and grow. Yeah. So uh, when you started out at Ethan Allen, what was the first position that they had you in? Did you immediately start working with clients or were you kind of in the back room with the samples or what? Yeah, I was hired as an interior designer. Oh, great. I was almost done with my degree at that point. And at that time, I believe they still are, but I'm sure it varies. You have to go through a lot of interviews and a lot mm-hmm. of design tests. And so they assess your ability to just, you know, can you do floor plans? Can you combine yeah. fabrics? And so made it through that and then got hired. And then it was like a month of training, every okay. day training before I was able to help clients. So they yeah. were a great company in terms of training, you know, products. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned a great deal about construction and, and things like that. And then, yeah, it was me uh, meeting clients and then figuring out how to, you know, as a 21-year-old kid, talk to grown-ups mm-hmm. and advise them and convince them that them. you know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, right. And so obviously, I mean, there were a lot of failures in those early years. I mean, there, there always are. But, yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of people come and go in that same. And I think the difference is some people give up. And I, I just always felt like I didn't have that luxury. I mean, I was supporting myself even at, right. at that age. And I, I just had to stick it out. And I had to pick myself up. And I had to keep moving and um, keep learning. And I, I just did that. Did you like the challenge that it presented to you? Did you feel excited about having to push yourself to learn to be a salesperson and learn all these product? Um, yeah, I found it fascinating. It's the science, just like many of the other things. Design is a science. Yeah. 
I always say design is the science, the art is in the application. So everybody mm. can learn the science, but not everyone can, can do it. And, and, and sales is it's, it's really understanding people and personalities and yeah. communication styles. Yeah. And, yeah. and Ethan Allen was big on studying that. So, uh, so they had a lot of sales training and mm-hmm. was it, uh, did they do continual training after that first month? Yeah. Just periodically learning more about sales. Mm-hmm. So I credit my, when I was hired in that uh, store, it was an independently owned. So the training at that point was up to that owner. And then the corporate training, they offered that as a continual thing every once or twice a year. And you could attend or not. Some owners would, some owners wouldn't. And uh, we always just took advantage of whatever training was nice. offered. And so not everyone has that ability, maybe in the company that they work for is their current situation, but it's out there and you can find it on your own, whether it's through podcasts, mm-hmm. whether it's through your own coaches, whether it's through podcasts or people that you follow. There's so much information out there now that you can look for and find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. So how long were you there before you moved on? I was there for a long time. I moved from Michigan to to the Bay Area where I currently lived. And, and I continued on with the company. And then I left for a few years when I had my first babies. They were twins. And then I worked on my own for a bit. And then I actually went back there for a few years between um, my boys and my daughter. So off and on, it was like 19 years. That, oh, wow. That's where I spent a lot yeah. of time. And then um, it just was not the right fit for me yeah. anymore. I, at that point, it turned into a corporate store and each place has its own personality and its own mm-hmm. issues. And it was, frustrating to work with and for people in your immediate day-to-day things that know less than you and that don't understand furniture and that don't understand design and the lack of control. I'm just saying in the place I work, not sure. everywhere's like that. Right. Yeah. And so it's time to, to leave. And um, I've been on my own for about probably 15 years or so. Okay. And so entirely different learning curve because working for somebody and owning your own business is, you know, just worlds apart. Everything I'd learned was great, but isn't that cute? You've got 10 times more to learn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be interesting to, I mean, because you're, you're all of your experiences with a more corporate company, whereas sometimes if you're like interning for a residential designer, it's such a small operation that you get to see all the business side of it as well. So did you see any, or like have that experience of the business side at Ethan Allen when you were there or just minorly as far as like purchasing and order processing and things like that? Minorly. I mean, there were processes to do things, but then once the order left your hand, you, you know, you waited for them to give you information. You, you know, okay. that kind of a thing. I, I was a manager there for uh, several years and I, you know, it's a little bit different level of, you know, glimpse into that, but it's very 
structured and you're, you're still, you know, you're, you're only dealing with what you're able to deal with. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend then that it's a fairly good avenue to go through uh, that kind of training process? For me, it was a wonderful foundation. And I learned all of those super basic skills that you don't learn in school Mm -hmm. And you only get on the job training <laughs> mm -hmm. through on the job training. And, um, you know, there long enough, I really got to hone those skills. And for me, I, I can't imagine getting here without that. And mm -hmm. I see people trying to start their own businesses now and they just, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. there's a lot they don't know. And there's I so. feel like they're probably going to struggle mm -hmm. to the point where they think eh, do I really need to work you know I think we lose <laughs> a lot of people mm -hmm. in our profession yeah because there hasn't been in the past a lot of avenues for support and direction right. beyond school and school they can only teach you so much yeah they have a limited time and mm -hmm. what they can tell you when you were starting out then at Ethan Allen how long did it take for you to start to feel confident in your design and your expertise as you're meeting with clients? Because I'm sure it didn't happen in the second month. <laughs> no, and I, I would say, say years. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful, but um, no, you know, I, I, I could I could definitely draw the, I could space plan. I could make a beautiful room. I was very confident in that. Some people are very young at 21 and some people aren't. And I just feel like I had a lot of confidence building years that I had to put in before mm -hmm. I was good at getting my point across. Yeah. And you never stop learning. But I would say it was a good couple of years before yeah. I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true with most designers. It really takes a while to, to build that confidence in, in your designs. And even after so many years, our confidence can yeah. be crushed yeah, in one, one client phone call. Yeah, like, I don't know what I'm doing after all these years. <laughs> the colleagues that you had at Ethan Allen, did you find a lot of them moved on to start their own businesses or did they like staying in that corporate world and just kind of continue on as an employee? I don't really think I know anyone who moved on to do their own business. Oh, okay. There were many people of the years who just left, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, um, but some of my closest friends on this planet are from Ethan Allen and, and stay there for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were able to make a good career out of mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, really great designers there and I've seen really bad designers <laughs> there. Um, yeah. yeah just like in anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like anything. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. I, I talked to, well, you know, we're in group together that is of designers that own our own businesses. And I talk to a lot of designers that own their own businesses. And I definitely want to keep exploring though, for the designers that like to work for other companies and for other designers, because that's a path that you can take as well. Like you don't have to own your own business if you want right. to be an interior designer. So I think that's interesting and, and good thing to point out that there's a lot of satisfied designers with that company. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. I know several people who have been there 20, 25, 30 years. So. Wow. 
So then as you transitioned into your own career, how did you approach design for your projects? Was it any different now that your name was on the door? Did you still see it as design as a science? Did you have a method that you approached your projects? How was that different? Um, I would say the process is the same, but working within one company, whether it's Thomasville or Ethan Allen or you know, working for one showroom, you know their products really, really well. Mm-hmm. And all of your designs consist of pieces and parts from that manufacturer. Well, on your own, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. You've got to now learn all of the other industry manufacturers. I am so fortunate. I found and joined the most wonderful interior design cooperative in my town, and, and I'm still there. And there are five of us members that make up this co-op. And it's just such a wealth of knowledge and support. So even a newbie owner like myself, I was never going, where in the world can I find this kind of lamp? Where in the world can I find this? Everyone here, just different levels of experience when they've seen everything. And it was just I think where I started was a great foundation in retail because I learned it. And then I don't know how a designer owns their own business and doesn't work within a co-op. Now mm. there are co-ops and really bad co-ops, but the wealth of knowledge, somebody in this office has done everything or yeah. seen it or knows a source or something, no matter how obscure it is. We have wonderful reps that support our accounts that when they come in, they know they're talking to five to seven designers, design mm-hmm. companies. So there's, you know, a little bit of uh, weight behind that. And then our buying power, we were not just getting cute little designer discounts. We, mm-hmm. we do huge amounts because right. we share accounts. So the buying power is, is tremendous. And I just highly recommend for anybody who is looking to go out on their own, if you have an option to at least look into a co-op, mm-hmm. our co-op is not for profit. There isn't an owner who's trying to take a cut of everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's really just about the success of our designers here yeah, all and the, the success of the co-op and maintaining yeah. accounts. So, Wow. Yeah. And you're saying you don't know how designer can really be successful starting out without this co-op and made me think that really you do have to have an approach of humility as a young designer, because I think you're going to be asking people lots of questions because you're not going to know the answers and you need Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I don't know the answer because if you think that you know it all, you're just going to fail, you know, every time. It's true. Or, and the things that we talk to each other about or ask each other, it's wonderful. But if you're a new designer starting out and you have a client, that is awesome. But guess what? You don't have any accounts. So where are you going (laughs) to open up the Pottery Bank catalog? And so having, having a source for that. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are also buying groups that people can buy into. And those are kind of the only ways that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. But don't kill your soul for the first three <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was really interesting advice and great to hear that path that you had. Any other things you you would recommend for a new designer coming out? I've always the most support by 
surrounding myself with people who are better at what I do, who know more than what I do, or people who are, are like-minded, who want to go to the next step or mm-hmm. uh, want to try something new. And the more you can expose yourself to successful people, to generous, to people with a good amount of humility, because they're mo- the most likely to want to share and, and help. And that's just the biggest advice I can give. I mean, we've been doing this for how many years? And I, I still do that. I know that I don't know everything and yeah. never will. Yeah, same here. I, keep learning. I yeah. know. There's just so many things to know about interior design. It's such a, a wide range of knowledge from construction to product details and timing and just, and then running your business on top of all of that. So I know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. who has time to do that? No, you, you do. <laughs> yeah. All the 15 hats you have to wear. <laughs> Well, great. Thank you, Kelly. And where can everybody go to find your beautiful work that you've done? Uh, my website is kellytivyinteriors.com. And every now and then I add something there and we get to photograph a new project. Awesome. And uh, do you hang out on Instagram? I am on Instagram and it is kellytivyinteriors. Wonderful. And we'll put those in the show notes so everybody can find and go look at your work. Well, thank you. And thanks for all your advice. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. It was great to talk with you. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks, Kelly. Bye. Wasn't that a great interview? I just love talking to Kelly and just hearing about her whole experience of working for someone else and then deciding to go on your own. I think she had some really good points to consider if you are thinking about getting into the industry yourself. So stick around and I have some great interviews and podcasts ready to go for you, creative one. And I am here to help you figure out if interior design is the career for you. And if you'd like more of me, feel free to check out my website and There you will find more information about My Design Mentor, which is my mentorship program. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes to get the download for the three things I wish I had known when I was starting out in my career in interior design. So go to the website for all that information. And until next time, stay creative. To celebrate the launch of my podcast, five lucky winners will enjoy a one-year membership to My Design Mentor, my residential interior design career coaching program, and that is a $279 value to help kickstart your career in interior design or get mentoring on if this is the right career for you and understand all the ins and outs of it. All you need to do is subscribe and leave a rating and review. How simple. I'll post the link to enter in the show notes. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.